0: listening to Blast Beats and Bicycles here at 91.7 FM, McAllister College Radio in St. Paul, Minnesota. We've got a great show here on Blast Beats and Bicycles. Derek Virda from Birth is here with us. Excited to talk to him. Derek, how you doing? Great, good. Happy to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. When uh, when we get through our velodrome news, we'll get into a lot more conversation with Derek. Um, as many people know, the Minnesota Cycling Center request for funding from the state of Minnesota is progressing at the state legislature. We're excited to report that our bill, uh, the bill that includes our request, is House File 1935, uh, and that is going to be heard probably on Monday by the House of Representatives, uh, and we're hopeful that that will get approved by the House. And then it will go to a conference committee where the Senate and the House will discuss their different versions of the overall funding bill that we're a part of. And uh, we're hoping that that conversation will go well also, and that then it will go to uh, Governor Walz's desk for approval. So uh, one thing we're asking everybody to do is to send a note to their legislator, their representative, encouraging them to vote yes on House File 1935. And you can go to the Minnesota Cycling Center Facebook page to get all the details on that and how you can contact your legislator. The NSC Velodrome, our current home for one more season, is going to start its victory lap season on May 23rd. The final season of racing up there uh, on Thursday nights is going to start off uh, next month in just about a month. I guess I better start training. Derek, are you ready to race?
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> awesome. I rode here two, mi-
0: two miles. Well, there you go. Well, that's, a, that's a, that counts. It's a training ride. <laughs> a pursuit. Intervals. There you go. <laughs> and then uh, uh, tomorrow, there's a, an important event happening as well. Uh, there's a memorial ride and social hour for Kelly Catlin, uh, who many people in the uh, velodrome community uh, know well. Uh, that ride is going to start tomorrow at 1 p.m. from the church that's just on the south end of the Mendota Bridge. So those of you who have ridden across the Minnesota River on the Mendota Bridge, that Highway 55 bridge, you'll recognize that tra- that church right at the top of the hill on uh, Highway 13 and Highway 55. So uh, I would love for everybody who has had some experience or knows Kelly to come out and join a big group uh, on uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock. So, uh, Derek, it's great to have you here. Yeah, thank you. And excited to learn more about uh, birth. So talk a little bit about the origins of your music with birth.
1: Well, it was probably October here. And I, with my modest setup, um, started to finally record some songs again. I've been playing music since I was 15, 16, always interested in music and um, bike raced for a while. But as that kind of took less of priority, I finally had time to make some music in my living room. hmm uh-huh experiment, and yeah, this first record has just been a great relearning experience of sorts, kind of getting back into it and relearning how to record and mix and master properly.
0: Mm -hmm. It's not your first musical endeavor.
1: (laughs) No, um, I had played a fair amount, I mean, I was always in kind of jazz bands, um, even in high school, college, and then played a fair amount in Chicago Mm -hmm. with a couple bands and traveled and had a lot of fun, learned a lot. And then kind of maybe became a little complacent and lazy <laughs> and in the way. didn't bring a lot to, to the table and just kind of needed a, a break. And really, actually, that's when I really started to ride more.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, how would you describe the the music on the record?
1: Yeah. I think I think if you Google it, it's dance electronics. Definitely not dance. Maybe I had a brief attempt at kind of making some electronic and was influenced by some techno, actually.
0: But Yeah, there's a couple of tunes that, that have a danceable vibe to them.
1: Yeah, kind of over-the-top, Giorgio Moroder stuff. Yeah, definitely just a lot of experimenting, but that's kind of part of the idea. It's just a lot of fun. I don't have to respond to anybody or compromise with anybody. I can just do whatever I want. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's all me.
0: <laughs> what, uh, you talked about those other bands, uh, that you were in previously. Do you still ca- stay in touch with your old bandmates?
1: Yeah. Occasionally through now that I'm back on social media, mostly the drummer for a band that's called Pink Frost. He's mm-hmm. out. Half of them are in LA now. Some wow. of them are in Georgia. I don't know, but they're all, they're all still playing. They never stopped. Cool. So, <laughs> much respect to them, but yeah. I needed a break.
0: It's uh, it's gotta be tough, uh, a tough life, you know, when you're out touring and that kind of thing, it's gotta be a demanding experience.
1: Yeah, for sure, and a lot of work and a lot of nose. <laughs> Develop a pretty thick skin, yeah. so I've had to redevelop that thick skin again. Um yeah, and I've got my PR team behind me right now in the studio helping <laughs> right, helping me see. out field field all these questions. But
0: <laughs> I'm getting yelled at for a lot of these questions already.
1: <laughs> in my entourage. Yeah, no, but the the travel was great and it was a great learning experience, but I think after a while in and out, you know, became less of the music and I'm sure I wasn't fully mature enough either myself and yeah
0: yeah how long how long were you in those bands before you decided it was you needed some time
1: uh you know it could have been it was off and on in my 20s yeah and just traveling a lot which I loved mm-hmm. and even getting to go to Europe and actually the first time I went to Belgium was to play not to see a bike race wow. so yeah it was a great great experience I pretty bet lucky it
0: was. yeah and uh, what kinds of things did you learn during those experiences that helped you as you start putting together the birth music?
1: Um, you know, I guess we had spent a lot of time in studios, in million-dollar studios, so I kind of wanted to do the do-it-yourself approach and kind of, I think the lo-fi charm kind of comes through. Not always intentionally. I don't really have a choice, <laughs> but I know a lot of those studios, you have 24 hours, and you're, you're, that really only means... 12 hours and then you spend the night and that's it yeah. and then you get to mix it take it somewhere else to master it's a lot of money putting out cds you know you press thousands of cds you might have a few left over so i just wanted to take a minimal approach to not only the sound but mm-hmm. just the production everything
0: so you obviously play all the all the music on the tracks talk a little bit about what that recording experience and the process you went through was like
1: yeah Differs, I guess, from song to song. A lot of times it's just an idea on guitar. If I'm feeling a mental block, I might just play with my keyboard. And a lot of those sequences are actually not MIDI, but they're from an analog keyboard that I mm. just kind of program and play around ideas on and then maybe layer over the top. And yeah,
0: cool. We're going to play uh, one of the first songs off the record here uh, shortly. Warden is the song that you suggested we kick things off with. Talk a little bit about that song.
1: Uh, that song would have been one that just started with the keyboard, and um, yeah, actually, it's all analog keyboard. That's not MIDI, hmm. and it's actually recorded live, and then later kind of incorporated some guitar and I don't know, kind of hip hop style breakbeats. I guess yeah. <laughs> it just kind of evolved organically, and yeah.
0: Cool. Well, let's take a listen. This is Warden by Birth. That was Birth with Warden. Got the founder and full-on member, the sole member of Birth in the studio, Derek Vierda, uh, is with us. Derek, uh, there's a lot happening in that song. Talk a little bit about the recording process.
1: Yeah, like that just started with the analog loops on keyboard, and I think maybe there's a handful of tracks. um, And the drums are programmed MIDI, but that main melody is even actually guitar. Wow. With a analog effect from Catlin bread on it. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's so amazing. So hard.
1: Probably some of it written on acoustic guitar, but then I wanted to make it more, yeah, yeah. synthesized. And-
0: so how much time do you spend laying down the actual tracks as opposed to playing around with it in the system?
1: Uh, the actual tracks, when everything's on a roll like that one, probably actually doesn't take that long. But then I'll mix like crazy to the point it drives my wife Margot <laughs> insane. <laughs> and I try to do it with my headphones on, which you're not really supposed to do. I have monitors, but yeah. yeah, and listen to it through and play it back, and maybe even bounce it to SoundCloud and hear it through different systems mm-hmm. before the final version. And, yeah, that's that's really the part that takes a long time. But yeah. the recording is a lot of times one take two takes when you're on a roll sure sometimes it's just not working yeah you have to give it up hang it up come back to it (laughs) a couple (laughs) weeks later to hear it more objectively maybe
0: yeah it's interesting when you talk about you know hearing it through different systems because you know even when we've had bands play live here in the studio um that compression that you hear outside on the radio is way different than what you hear in the studio oh yeah
1: playing live or in a studio yeah tiny room or on stage, completely different from, I have no idea how half the shows I ever played sound. Um, Yeah. Totally different experience to be on, on stage or behind on the other end of the microphones. Yeah.
0: You know, that, that last tune, Warden, that we just listened to has to me, there's like three different vibes happening there. There's an industrial sort of rhythm underneath it. Then you've got sort of this atmospheric ambient, chill vibe but then there's a little bit of a hip-hop breakbeat in there what were some of the influences as you laid down some of those tracks
1: I'm um, sure just from when i was a kid before i even knew what any other kind of music was what my friends and i were listening to was yeah um like diggable planets and old, you know, I even just saw douse effects pop up in my wow social feed, anything like that. Like <laughs> really old, naughty by nature, probably. Nice.
0: Yeah. You done with OPP?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I don't recall what it stands for. Anymore, Other
0: people's but... property. I think, okay. is, that was the radio friendly version, I think. Is... <laughs> that was a big song when I Onyx, was. Uh, was yeah, Onyx, yeah. 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 Onyx actually did. They were part of a uh, a mashup with with a bunch of really uh, extreme metal bands. Yes,
1: yeah, like Biohazard. Uh, maybe? Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I loved that. Well, record. so yeah, stuff like that, and even you know, Rage Against the Machine is what made me want to get a guitar when and yep. my friend came into homeroom and was like, "You got to hear this," and yeah. I I didn't know a guitar could sound like that. Yeah, and it was kind of a. That was a defining moment, I think, homeroom and freshman, sophomore year, <laughs> dating, dating myself. And he probably had a disc man on, too, in, in the homeroom.
0: Nice. Was uh, was the guitar your first instrument?
1: Yeah, guitar. And I think I had actually tried to play. My dad had tried to show me how to play righty a few times. Our friends had had acoustics, but I'm actually a lefty. Oh, and I always just flipped it upside down. And they right. would always say, no, 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 like <laughs> play it this way. And I couldn't. Finally, I... Had some hand-me-down guitars and just played them upside down for a while until wow. I, kind of, heard actually rage and then I think maybe even that weekend got a guitar which I still have.
0: Yeah, you know Hendrix yeah. played upside down.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah, Kirk Cobain. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How are they? Whatever, why were they all trying to keep you? Ba- keep you back.
1: Something to it.
0: <laughs> so, uh, it's interesting that all all those mashups of of different sounds and that's kind of a theme throughout the record. I mean. You've obviously got a lot of influences. How do you bring those together in a seamless way?
1: Uh well, I don't. <laughs> and then, uh, no. Maybe the finished product is somewhat kind of, you know, cohesive. You know, you kind of just fill in the pockets and you know, as a bass player, you always just kinda glue everything together and find the holes. And I kind of do that with different sounds and production mm-hmm. techniques and just try to hear it all. As if I'm somebody else, and <laughs> <laughs> over and over and over again. Yeah, uh,
0: I bet it takes a lot of that to sort of getting it down.
1: Yeah, and it's a lot of trial and error, sure. just like bike training. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, yep. and even great engineers—they, re- you know, one of my favorite engineers, Steve Albini in Chicago, mm-hmm. recorded. Well, he recorded Nirvana and Bush, nice. but his band, Shellac, I love. Jesus lizard. He recorded Fugazi actually, like one of my really? favorite bands all time, no in kidding. on in on the Killtaker. Wow. And they just trashed it. They were on the van on the way back to DC and called Steve and they were they they were all excited. They had a great few days in the studio. All yeah. pumped. They hear the record, and it's actually my favorite Fugazi record. They hear it in the van what Steve Albini recorded, yeah. and they were just like, "Yeah, are you hearing this? This is like not even wow. usable." You can find it online on YouTube or something, wow. but it is yeah, it's just it's horrible. It's not good. And he's wow. recorded PJ Harvey and all these.
0: Wow, that's amazing. The
1: Pixies, yeah, but yeah. it just it just didn't work for it some wasn't reason. It
0: wasn't their vibe.
1: Yeah, so um, they went back to their engineer that they yeah. always do, and turned out one of their best records, I wow. think. Wow,
0: that's amazing. You know, you uh, it was we were talking before the the show. You suggested a couple of songs to play from other bands that were influential. One of them was Pelham by Grails, um, and you specifically wanted it to be played alongside warden tell me a little bit more about what that connection is for you
1: yeah i guess grails maybe there's a lot of colors instrumental maybe even kind of proggy but they kind of get away with it they meld i've seen them live and they meld a lot of electronics even cool Um, yeah just a very musical group and actually some members of ohm there's a lot of overlap with ohm and sleep and high on fire all those all those great even Dare I say it, metal bands. So.
0: <laughs> I think Sleep, well, for sure High on Fire would consider themselves a metal drone metal band. And I think Sleep probably would too. Yeah. Um, and Ohm obviously is born from sleep, so
1: and then you have Gray, and then Grails, the drummer in Ohm. Um yeah, just and he does his own kind of movie music without the movies, just kind of. Huh. So he was a big influence on this as well.
0: Cool. Well, let's let's take a listen. This is Pelham by Grails. That was Pelham by Grails. You're listening to Blast Beats and Bicycles here at 91.7 FM WMCN, McAllister College Radio in St. Paul, Minnesota, here in studio today with Derek Virta from Birth, and we're listening to some of his latest uh, CD, uh, self-titled CD. Um, I'm curious to know a little bit, Derek, about the, the name of the band and the spelling in particular, B-V-R-T-H.
1: Well, my name, <laughs> last name, Virta, right. the V. Um, I think I was probably hanging out a lot with the sons of a band called Death, um, and their dads were in a band called Death. Huh. And I also had a Chick Corea record, who's yeah. also, I'm a big fan, Chick Corea yeah. fan. He has a record called Birth, but B-I-R-T-H. Right. I just thought, <laughs> hey, better <laughs> claim that I'm always jealous of these bands that are just one, you know, local band from Duluth called Low. Yeah. Right. Oh, why didn't I think of that? So <laughs> genius. Just wanted to sh- claim a short, simple song. Birth, yeah. birth with a V. Nice. Don't have to repeat myself. It's not going to be misspelled on flyers.
0: Right. Yeah. So uh, you hung around with the kids of guys in Death, like the, the Death Those, metal band.
1: Not the band from Florida. Okay. So there's a band from Detroit. Yes. Uh-huh. Aha. <laughs> and Great I don't know. I don't know how they ended up in Vermont, but yeah, their kids. It's a small, great music scene in Burlington, Vermont, when I was living there. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky enough to start playing with those guys. And that's actually a huge impetus on when I started playing again. Mm-hmm. Would have been before I moved back here in the summer, started playing shows and having a lot of fun with it. Because yeah. we were just yeah, covering other people's music.
0: Cool. So. You've got a lot of wide uh, and diverse influences you know you talked about diggable planets you talked about fugazi i mean and of course the jazz uh education that you have how do you bring all those things together i mean how do you play that into your birth music
1: i think the more i do it the more it's coming out i think it's been a process i'm not sure if it's it was so obvious but yeah just it was important to get these first eight tracks half an hour out of me to kind of get me on the right foot and define that mm-hmm. what it is. I think my voice is coming out a little bit mm-hmm. more and more and people will figure it out.
0: Yeah.
2: I
1: haven't completely yet, but <laughs> I'll even go back maybe today and experiment some more.
0: Cool. Well, you've gotten some initially really positive reaction from some critics and some of the, you know, getting some good radio play around the country. What have you been doing to promote the record?
1: Um, a lot too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. kind of reminds me of why I took a break from, <laughs> but yeah, which is why it'll be really good to get some time in front of the computer and just play some music today. Because a lot of it is just behind the computer, mm-hmm. emailing people. Yeah. A lot of no's, yeah. a lot of <laughs> a lot of enthusiastic yeses, though, and being really positive. But yeah, it's a lot of work just to coordinate all the radio, send CDs to radio stations, mm-hmm. coordinate with you guys, make sure it's getting played, um, trying to get premieres in. To these magazines is mm-hmm. not easy when you're yeah. just a self released artist sure. that nobody knows.
0: What are some of the venues, uh, like not necessarily live venues, but what are some of the vehicles that are interested in promoting music like Birth?
1: Um, you know, my first premiere. This next song you're going to play. They premiered Oblivion Treblezine.com, mm-hmm. and they have some great content. And the editor was really into it. I've been really impressed with their coverage in general. As an alternative to Pitchfork or Stereo Gum. Nice. Um, And they're just constantly putting out great content Um, online magazines like that. Sure.
0: Yeah. And I've got to believe there's a million of them out there and finding them has got to be one of the biggest challenges.
1: There are. Yeah. There's no shortage of them and some want you to pay and I'm not really interested in paying them to do, Yeah. (laughs) to put in a couple good, good words. So,
0: wow. Yeah. I'm missing an opportunity here on blast beats and bicycles. I think (laughs) making everybody letting everybody come in here for free.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You can uh, PayPal uh, Venmo (laughs) charge them.
0: Nice. Hey, charge admission. You know, maybe, maybe we need an audience.
1: I well, we, we have my <laughs> right? entourage here. Your cast here. of
0: thousands behind you. Yeah, exactly. It's a good thing we, this is uh, a, a not a visual medium. <laughs> All right, you know, I want to keep going. I really want to get people to hear more of this stuff. So let's, let's just get right into oblivion off the, off the birth record. That was Oblivion by Birth here on Blast Beats and Bicycles, 91.7 FM, WMCN and McAllister College Radio, St. Paul, Minnesota. We've got Derek Vierda from Birth in Studio with us. Uh Derek, you know, as I listen to that song, Oblivion, I just see in Sepia tone. It's got such a like a dreamlike quality to it. It's just really cool.
1: Yeah, it turned out to be kind of a spacey. There's actually a lot of wah pedal and guitar yeah, doing that weird yeah, mm-hmm. fluttering thing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'd like to think that was a little John Frusciani influence. <laughs> I don't know.
0: That was cool, though. I mean, I really, I think that wah added a lot to the song because it's got that, like you say, spacey vibe, but it still feels really soulful.
1: Yeah, kind of weird. And I think I set out to do maybe a Brian Jonestown massacre uh-huh. uh, feel, like bluesy Black Angel thing, but that just kind of took... Took its own kind of more mellow, spacey, yeah. tropic.
0: That, that was, it that was cool. That was, that was a cool tune. I really, I really like that one. Um, I'm curious to know, um, being a solo artist, uh, if you have live performance plans. I do. And what does that look like <laughs> to you? What is a live... I'm hiring right now. <laughs> what does a live birth show look like? Uh, that think... sounds weird to say.
1: What <laughs> i I don't know I don't I actually don't play with samplers or anything like that, so I'd probably have to somehow incorporate that. but I know I'm working on another EP that's maybe more straight ahead, like guitar mm-hmm. bass drums, vocals. yeah thing, and that would be maybe the more live. um it would be a traditional. So you'd have a band, you wouldn't do like a
0: Thomas Dolby stand in front of four keyboards and...
1: No, and I don't think I'd want to, I don't, I wouldn't want to do that to myself. I think it would be a lot of fun live to actually play with other people. Yeah. Some, some people with some stage presence. That'd be, yeah. that's a lot to take on. Well, Just,
0: I, you've had that experience, so you're familiar yeah. with what that feels like and...
1: Yeah, and I'd have to probably get Ableton and then learn how to use Ableton and push a lot of buttons. I don't, there's, there's people that are amazing at it, like Apparat or like... It's incredible, but it's, yeah, I'd love to have a live band, kind of like this band called Phi Baba. They're just kind of a groovy psychedelic, yeah, guitar, bass, and drums. Cool, spacey.
0: You know, it's it's interesting that whole experience of of live performance is such an important part of music, right? I mean, I went to I went to the Katy Perry concert uh, a few weeks ago when she was here for the uh, uh, fourth, uh, the final four, and and she had a um, EDM DJ Zed perform before her. Hmm. And uh, he was great, but it was just weird, like watching a a DJ as a concert. You know, (laughs) I mean, like I'm totally into the vibe and the video was great and the music was really good, but I just wanted it to be a dance party. I didn't want to stand there with 8,000 people looking at him stand there.
1: Right. It's not a band. And I guess technically I'm not a band yet, (laughs) but It was important for me to just get this out there. Sure. It'll be a lot easier for me to actually find people yeah. that I want to play right. with and live drums and everything.
0: Do you have some, some buddies that, that play that you could recruit?
1: Uh, you know, locally, I haven't really. Yeah, for sure, I could find some people, but yeah. it's always a challenge in itself.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, the next track that you uh, you suggested we play is uh, is Ghost. And uh, I'm curious. Obviously, it's an homage to Margot, whose name is spelled somewhat like "ghost," the way you've spelled the the word. Talk a little bit about what inspired the song for you.
1: Sure. Yeah, I think that was actually the first song I did. So it was a learning process, important to get that one done, and then I was a that kind of got the ball rolling and yeah. actually completed more and more and kind of snowballed. But yeah. it was very hard to complete that first song. And actually, I think on the end to that guitar is even improvise so wow a little bit of jazz background helped on that one cool
0: did it start with the guitar uh part
1: yeah i definitely just wrote that chordal guitar melody Mm -hmm. up higher decided to play it low for the beginning yeah Yeah. stuff like that and then yeah just kind of morphed and improvised that weird spaghetti western thing i was going for yeah
0: Sounds like you guys, uh, you, I should say, (laughs) have a lot of iterations, right? It sounds like you really work a song before it feels like it's ready for you.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that one, yeah. And there's even some key changes, just trying to make it all musical and gel and flow. Yeah, cool. And the wah pedal comes into play again there. Nice.
0: All right, well, we're going to hear This is Ghost by Birth. Ghost by birth, you're listening to Blast Beats and bicycles, 91.7 FM, WMCN, McAllister College Radio in St. Paul, Minnesota. We've got Derek Virda of birth here in the studio with us. Uh, Derek, there's been some really fun tunes and one of the things that as we've been talking, I've been getting a real sense for is that your songwriting process so far is just really organic. It's like natural and you sort of let things play out. You're not super rigid in the way you approach a song.
1: Yeah, I guess so. And I don't have a choice. I'm not bouncing ideas off of other people. But um, yeah, I try to play what's in my head. I certainly don't wake up and just have it all yeah. planned out. But yeah. I definitely have some rough ideas for where I want it to go. And
0: mm-hmm. You got a lot of musicians who talk about, oh, I've got an iPod full of 500 riffs or whatever. I mean, do you have ideas percolating all the time like that?
1: I do have. That's why my names are pretty random, too. I try to just... <laughs> name recognition for myself i'm pretty notoriously unorganized yeah i have a lot of files with <laughs> random ideas on it and that's actually how i found oblivion because i had just kind of scrapped it huh and then once i played the organ on that one it all just kind of war- i was like oh this yeah. is actually pretty good that's I, really i thought it was horrible but people like love yeah. that <laughs> song more than any other song
0: <laughs> the uh uh Kirk Hammett, the guitarist from Metallica, is uh, this last record, he is kind of notorious now for not having any of his music on because he lost his iPhone with ah. all of that stuff on there. Do you, it sounds like you might be at risk of that too with your I, organizational talents.
1: I definitely <laughs> am. I've started to actually back up stuff on Google Drive, which nice. is really handy when people email me when I'm at work and I don't, you know, sure. oh, can you send me this? Yeah. Oh, Sweet. Yeah, Kirk Hammett and those guys, and I, I don't Iron talent. Maiden, I don't know how those guys have all those riffs, riffs yeah. down the thousands and thousands of riffs down pat. Yeah, you
0: know, it's, it feels like, I mean, as a musician, I and I, I wish I had musical talent, my, you know, I play the record player, that's my musical capability. But it feels like, you know, that stuff would just be coming in at you all the time, right? I mean...
1: Oh, for sure. Those guys, I, Iron Maiden's a different case. They've been doing it. So I don't well, know how I, they,
0: but even, even for you, I mean, those. you must, you must hear little snippets of something that inspires a song along the way.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. All the time. Yeah. I try to keep a notepad and write down ideas or a lot of it's mentally and unfortunately just lost forever. But <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: well, sometimes some things weren't meant to be right.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah but I, I, yeah, I totally forgot about that Kirk Hammett thing. Poor, <laughs> poor guy.
0: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I heard more I heard, ther-
1: more band therapy. For yeah, that's Metallica. Right,
0: exactly. They uh, they inter- somebody interviewed him recently, and they, he said, "I've been writing more stuff than I ever have in my whole life because I'm gonna get stuff on the next record." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to play one more song off of uh, off of Birth here, the Stone Send, and and this to me is is a real. I mean, of all the songs on the record, this is the most sort of purely chill. Of of all the songs, what was kind of the the vibe you were going for with this one?
1: Uh, oceanic <laughs> whale whale sounds. <laughs> I, it did actually start like with that weird keyboard. It's just I was just messing around and thought, oh wow, that sounds really nice, kind of like a whale song or something. Right. And there's I think there's actually only three tracks. There's just bass and then the the drums are kind of toned down. Dubstepy drums, but you'd never know it because yeah. there's actually a jazz kit on them.
0: Wow! But, yeah. And and did you play those drum tracks live? Nope. No, those are those <laughs> are programmed.
1: Yep. Thanks yeah. to my neighbors, those are programmed.
0: <laughs> I suspect that playing the drums would probably be the hardest part of having a home studio.
1: Yeah, and recording them well. Yeah. No. No right. thanks. Not gonna I'll, happen. I'll get a drummer to <laughs> to play it.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, let's uh, let's listen to Stone Sen by Birth. That was Stone's End by Birth. You're listening to Blast Beats and Bicycles here at 91.7 FM WMCN, Macalester College Radio in St. Paul, Minnesota. We've had a great hour talking with Derek Vierda of Birth here in the studio. Derek, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, this is a a real good time. And uh, I love the the new record, and I want to make sure that everybody has a chance to find it for themselves. Where do we send people to get the music?
1: Uh, I would go to birth.com. Okay. If I was me.
0: dot <laughs> com. Is that right? Yes, correct. Awesome. All right. And so I got to ask, uh, are you going to be on the bike at all this summer?
1: You know, I've been riding a lot, but I don't know if I have it in me to suffer and make my teeth hurt. Like <laughs> with as fast as some of those guys are, those kids, I'm getting older. <laughs>
0: More experienced. Let's say it that way. How does that sound? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Sees- seasoned veteran. That's
0: right. That's right. Well, I'm sure you'll come out to the track at least a little bit this summer. Yeah, yeah definitely. Good. It'd be fun to see you out there. Uh, we've got to uh, give a little edit event calendar here to wrap up the hour. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the hour, Kelly Catlin ride, we're having a social ride and memorial um, gathering for her starting tomorrow at 1 PM at the church uh, at the top of the or the south end of the Mendota Bridge, uh, at the top of Highway 13. Uh, everybody's welcome. There will be a social hour at 3 o'clock down at Lucky's 13, which is just down in Mendota uh, at the bottom of that hill on Highway 13. Uh, the Miesville 56 is tomorrow, Iron Crotch uh, is tomorrow. The Machinery Hill Criterium's return on Tuesday featuring our promotional partner, Corpse Whale Racing Squad. Uh, They'll be out there um, in their full-on race kits. Make sure you check out uh, the back of those kits because you will find the Blast Beats and Bicycles logo, our first bike team sponsorship. Very exciting. Um, The Minnesota Ironman Bike Ride is coming up on June 15th, and the Big Waters Classic is coming up on July 21st. That's your bike event calendar for April 27th. Hope you all have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in to Blast Beats and Bicycles. Here is your outro music.
3: Bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. I want to ride my bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. I want to ride my bicycle. White say I say I bite I say, say shark. I say him, and George was never my scene And I don't like Star Wars I say Rose I say Royce say God Give me a, a choice I say Lord I say Christ I don't believe in Peter Pan Frankenstein or Superman All I wanna do is...